Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The fourth coming up on Tuesday, and it can be a very stressful time for your pets. With all the fireworks around the neighborhood, etc., uh, it really can be a difficult time. And then you throw in that, uh, uh, the stress of the uh, heat and humidity, and it can be tough. And we thought we'd bring back an old friend uh, to join us, Dr. Gene Gaski, uh, who's been on the radio uh, with us from time to time over the years. Good enough to join us. Gene, good to visit with you. Thanks so much. Yeah, welcome, Steve. Uh, it's nice to be back. Yeah, Dr. Gene Gaski, a vet at VCA Bloomington Animal Hospital, and uh, I, I brought it up, the 4th of July can just be miserable for some of our pets. It certainly can, and, you know, the good news is that the listeners still have time, if need be, to get um, some type of medication to help their pets through this. So some pets have kind of more of a mild type of reactions to the 4th of July, but um, those fireworks and things going off um, anytime during the day can actually set off other uh, behavioral issues where they all of a sudden has noise phobia now. So you do want to address it. If your animal is anxious, panting, trying to seek a place of um, hiding, that is something that should be addressed. And depending on how severe it is, um, their veterinarian can describe, uh, prescribe any type of medication that may be something that just decreases the anxiety to something that completely just knocks them out because in some animals it's a true panic attack and you want them just to sleep through the event. So different variations of medication depending on the severity, but I think it's really important for people to acknowledge that their pets do have um, avoidance or fear of these noises. Um, and especially I, I encourage all people not to bring their pets to um, the 4th of July fireworks um, because you just never know how they're going to respond. And I think it's better just them being at home so they're secure and they're not having that anxiety. And I, I suppose we don't have any under, any understanding of why some are so impacted and, and other pets could care less. Um, over the years, uh, uh, now I know it's a little bit different. My, my daughter's service animals. Um, Absolutely not impacted at all. Could care less. Well, sometimes that comes in the training, Steve. And so sure. I'm sure because service animals go through just a wide variety of training and exposure. So at some point when they're training um, her dog, 
they probably exposed it to loud noise like that. So a lot of it does uh, occur when they're puppies and their exposure, but any negative impact once they have it once, if you don't address it, can just escalate. Yeah, and, and this, this can be, you know, not only just, you know, a terrified animal during the fireworks or if kids in the neighborhood are shooting off fireworks or that sort of thing. It uh, can be very difficult. Can anything be done to maybe mask those sounds? I, I know you're a big advocate of kennel box training, a safe space, etc. But are, are there any, you know, noises or, or have a fan that could maybe mitigate some of the terror? Sure. Yep. Usually I try to tell people, give them a safe spot, even if we're going to be giving them some medicine. Lower levels tend to work better, so like basements if you have it. Um, and if there are, are any windows, cover the windows. Um, play like a counter, like white noise or um, music that's um, soft type of music, uh, soft jazz or something like that, not rock and roll. They tend to respond better to just, uh, you know, that type of music. Um, and play that quite loud and keeping things dark. Um, so those things can be triggers. Um, and sometimes fireworks actually trigger then thunderstorm phobias, which is, you know, more of a constant. So you want to be able to address that. But, yes, getting them in a basement, safe spot, uh, white noise, whatever that may be. Um, they can even put CCO on. Yeah, that, that that's good. Um, <laughs> I, I've been told once or twice that I have a soothing <laughs> voice uh, but anyway uh by the way uh, the vet is joining us dr gene gasky from vca bloomington animal hospital joining us on the john schuster coldwell banker hotline and if you have a question for the vet about your pet uh feel free to give us a jingle 651-461-9226 you you can call in or you can send a text and uh gene's good enough uh, to join us uh, through uh, about twelve thirty today here on News Talk, E3OWCCO. So if you have a question about fireworks, the 4th of July, what should I do? Um, what, what about these anti-anxiety meds you talked about? Um, I, I would assume, like, in human medications, uh, there, there are a lot of new meds coming on the market. Uh, how effective are they? Are they generally safe? Generally, they're safe. Um, certainly, some are over the counter, um, and I check with their veterinarian. Um, there have since COVID, they've actually had kind of an outpouring of newer products that are more natural products like um, melatonin, L-theanine, or um, other things like that. Uh, but I check with your veterinarian uh, because not all products are made equal. Certainly, I think that there are some manufacturers that just have a better reputation of putting in quality um, supplements that are natural that could be very helpful. Sometimes they have a mild effect, sometimes a more dramatic effect. And sometimes we do this underlying everything, like uh, 30 days at a time, just to kind of bring that anxiety down. But there's some really nice um, products out there. I think it's the best thing to do is talk to your veterinarian about what you're seeing and what anxiety um, kind of triggers there are, because that is going to be helpful in trying to redirect what medication should be used. And then some is prescription. So your veterinarian may have to write a prescription or give the dog some medication um, that helps in situational kind of stress um, as an event occurs. What about CBD products? They're everywhere for humans. There's even... Uh, products for pets. What's your read on that? Has that been studied? 
Um, the studies are ongoing, and in Minnesota, my board does not allow me really to address that yet. I think one is because they're being cautious, which is a good thing because we don't know all the side effects. It's not a panacea of it's going to fix everything. And then the other thing is really buyer beware. So sometimes we don't know, does it have some THC in it? Does it have uh, natural cannabinoids in it, um, even if it is, um, you know, uh, CBD? Um, and what the effect of all those cannabinoids are. So lots of ongoing study. I think within the year we're going to have some solid evidence potentially of telling us what it helps for, um, you know, whether it's pain, anxiety, or other things that they're doted for having effect for. Yeah, and that brings up a good point, and and that is if if you're going to try something, uh, any product, you know, something you see on TV or hear on the radio or uh, hear from a friend or a neighbor, uh, you, you certainly want to talk to your vet about that. Yeah, and the other thing is um, a lot of times they'll have a, a seal that it says it's third-party tested. So I always trust those more than if it doesn't have a seal that said it's third-party tested. Um, that at least gives you some assurance of the the products that they say are in it are truly in that um, versus not having any idea because unfortunately there's no hundred percent truth in labeling. And so it's a buyer beware often. So uh, either check with your vet or if you find a product that it does say it's third party tested, I I feel a little bit more confident that that would be a, a, a good product to use. Quick break. We have more with the vet coming up. Once again, Dr. Gene Gazki is joining us. And if you have a question uh, for the vet about your pet, feel free to get a hold of us on the City's One Plumbing Talk and text line 651-461-9226. And we do have some very important topics to get to as well. Uh, the hot weather uh, and and protect your pets from the hot weather. It's, it's already been a hot, dry summer and uh, another one is uh, swimming and the dangers of the blue-green algae. We'll, we'll get into that in more detail here on News Talk. E3O-WCCO. It is great to have the vet here, Dr. Jean Gaski, and uh, she has joined us over the years. And so glad she could join us be- before the 4th. It uh, can be a very difficult time. Uh, for the pets with all the fireworks and all the activity around the 4th of July. Here, here's a good one from our City's One Plumbing Talk and text line. Um, what do you think about those thunder coats? And I've seen those. Does that help? There is some evidence that it does. And I think the more things that you can do, Steve, the better off. Um, so we try to do multiple things. So that's a great tip. Um, it's kind of like the swaddling. It does give them some assurance. Um, so the thunder coats work really well. There's actually pheromone collars that you could also put on them, but these things should be put on in advance. Um, and then again, some of these dogs are truly having true panic attacks and really need to be sedated. Um, but they, those type of things can augment the medication working better and then decrease that anxiety. Um, and I think of coats, and the the one I've seen is the one that you can put around dogs, and then you can secure them in vehicles. Because I I know when I was young, my mom and I heard this story would just wrap me in a blanket and lay me on the back seat, and away we'd go. Uh, 
Yep. Uh, time, times have certainly changed with car seats. But what about traveling with pets? Is it a good idea to have a coat where, where they are buckled in and secured a little bit in the vehicle or, or at least in a, in a crate? So, uh, again, crating um, is a secure way for them, especially if they're used to it. Otherwise, wearing like a harness that does attach to um, the seatbelt holder, I think, is a great idea. You never know when you're going to slam on your brakes and animals can go flying just like people can. So it does um, prevent injury to pets as they travel. So I'm a fan. Typically, it gives them enough room just to have a kind of curled up seat. It also prevents those dogs from inadvertently distracting you from driving because they're jumping back and forth or back and forth on your lap or from the front seat to the back seat. So those things kind of just make everything safer, I think. Um, Before the break, I brought up some things beyond the fireworks coming up on the 4th. It has been a very warm summer, and I would expect that trend to continue based on the forecast I see through the 4th of July with temps in the 90s. Dangerous time. Um, Also, air quality issues. Give people some recommendations. If air quality isn't good for humans, it's not good for our pets either. It is not. And I'm trying to encourage most people to keep their pets indoors as much as possible. We have seen uh, a tremendous increase in, like, allergic bronchitis in patients that have never had it before because of the wildfires and the poor air quality. So animals are coming in coughing or having upper respiratory systems, even cats. And cats seem to be much more sensitive to it, even though they're indoors, because that um, air quality still does come indoors, even though, um, you know, we try our best. So that's really important. The heat is extremely important when we have high humidity and heat. Dogs um, cannot sweat, so they have to pant. But if that humidity is high, they can't evaporate that heat away from themselves fast enough to cool themselves. So indoors, when it hits, you know, 90 degrees, minimize any walks. Try to do it early in the morning or late at night when it's cooler. Um, You know, some dogs do have to get exercise. And so I understand that, but try to do it in the off hours. Not a fan of Midday, uh, I guess, dog parks because it's it's just way too hot and it can overheat. And another thing I'm not a fan of is during this time when it's really hot, bringing your pets with you in the car. It only takes five minutes for that heat index to get to be life-threatening to animals. And so I know people have a lot of good intention. They're just running errands. They're going to run in and out. But we see way too many animals that um, can overheat in a car. And then some people will leave their car engine running, which uh, is safer for the pet. But with the carjackings and the uptake and the, you know, people stealing cars that are running, um, it's just devastating when your pet's in there and they take off with your car. So just for safety reasons, through this heat and summer, try to leave your pet at home as much as possible. They're going to be secure in the own house and not get overheated. Uh, water's a big part of it, having clean, fresh water. But when the dog's on a walk, uh, you may go by a pond or a lake, and they may want to go in and have a drink or go for a swim. That can be life-threatening. And this is uh, very, very important to keep in mind that uh, the the algae that can form on, on ponds or um, e- even in lakes can be deadly. Yeah, but usually we'll do in the, you know, in the water that's closest to the shoreline or ponds that don't have any movement of the water. 
uh, when temperatures reach 90 degrees, we see these algae blooms, blue-green algae. And um, people should kind of know what that looks like. It almost looks like um, an oil streak painted. Um, they've got great Google pictures of it. But any type of surface, green, anything like that, it's best to keep your animal out of the water because it is so deadly that just a dog wading in it and then coming out and licking their paw um, exposed to that water um, is life-threatening. We lose dogs, unfortunately, every year to blue-green algae. Cities try to do posting um, as much as possible at uh, lakes and ponds and smaller waterways that have blooms, but I think it's always better just to carry your own water. Um, and if you're at a lake, um, watching the shoreline on how quickly that uh, blue-green algae may uh, actually occur. Um, sometimes I just tell people if you really need to cool off your dog, take them out towards the middle. If they have a dock, let them, you know, jump off there and then bring them back in and just don't let them be along the shoreline. Yeah, it it, it truly is deadly. It, it, it Exposure, there there isn't much time to react. No, we lose them. It's, it, there was an antidote we would certainly try, but it, it's so life-threatening that uh, it's just a sad case to see them um, pass away because of this. Um, what, what about swimming in uh, pools, uh, especially chlorinated pools? Is that a, a big deal? Because uh, over the years, been around dogs that love to jump in the pool with the humans. You know, I think it's fairly well tolerated, but it depends on the dog also um, in the sense of do they get that chlorinated water in uh, their um, in their mouth and will it get down their airway? That's where it's going to cause problems. So that chlorinated water in their airway certainly can set up damage, which can lead to um, pneumonia and things like that. So one, we don't want them licking it, but sometimes when dogs dive in, they, they're going to get it. Um, As far as the surface of the skin, it doesn't seem to cause irritation, but I always tell people if they're going to swim in um, chlorinated water, it's just best afterwards to rinse them off with a hose, get that chlorinated water off of them. All right. uh, In in general, um, the the little kiddie pools, that sort of thing, running around in the sprinkler, all that, 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 that's all good. And that's all good, and that's safe. Yeah, and it's a good way. I mean, certainly if you feel like your dog is overheated, one of the first things you want to do is cool them off. Um, You know, you can take a rectal temperature. Anything above 103 is going to hit a danger area. So we want to cool them as effectively as you can and obviously call an emergency service or get them in so they can do IV fluids and some other things. But um the last thing, too, I know we're running out of time, but I just want to remind people that canine influenza is still occurring. Mm. Even though our humane societies are up and running, we still have lingering of that. It is a, a, what we consider a core vaccine at our clinic um, because of the fact that once it's there, the outbreak is crazy wildfire. It just is so contagious and so a better way to protect them against it, especially if you're just out and about and walking um, any place like that would be to get the influenza vaccine. It is more readily available. I know when the outbreak occurred, there are many clinics that didn't have it, but I think they're finally catching up with it. So it is something that I think is important to give to your dog. And and with that said, you you brought up dog parks earlier. Um, I've always been leery of that because you, you 
you just don't know the other dogs and how they're going to react to your dog. It, it, to me, I know it's a great idea, and for apartment dwellers, etc., they may not have another uh, option, but I, I guess I'm not a huge fan. You know, I, I consider it a double-edged sword uh, yeah. for several reasons. One, exactly for what you said. You just, you know, if you get a different mix of an animal, then all of a sudden there could be a fight. And we do see, you know, bites still happening at these dog parks. The other thing, it's very important to make sure that you're on a good heartworm preventative and internal parasite control. Because when we sweep these places and check them for parasites, they're loaded. Um, so their exposure to internal parasites, you know, like um, GI parasites, like hookworms, roundworms, things like that, is really high. So one way to protect them is obviously keeping them on a good flea tick, heartworm preventative, and internal parasite control. All right, we want to get to one. Uh, We've talked a lot about dogs here in the heat and the 4th of July, but before we go, a cat question. Eight-year-old cat uh, not using the litter box, and it's uh, happened here recently. What could be going on? Oh, lots of reasons. Um, you know, cats can be pretty finicky about their litter box, so the type of litter they're using, it, whether it's covered or uncolored, but basic things like a urinary tract infection, um, they can get. Um, right at eight years old, we start seeing some early kidney disease or some other metabolic um, issues like thyroid, things like that. I think the best thing for that person to do is get their cat into their veterinarian and they'll just maybe just start with a urinalysis or some general screen so they can determine is it uh, a medical problem or could there be an attached behavioral issue going on. All right. Well, Gino, it's good to visit with you. I hope you're doing well. Thanks so much for the time, and hopefully we can visit again soon. That sounds great, Steve. Have a happy fourth. You as well. That's Dr. Gene Gasky of Ed at BCA Bloomington Animal Hospital. Joining us here on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Thanks again for joining us on the program today. Quick break. We'll have an update on the weather. It's going to be hot. And then uh, finally some rain. Unfortunately, our best chance of rain looks like it'll be Tuesday the 4th. We'll have the very latest in a moment here on News Talk. E3-O-W-C-C-O. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.